welcome to the Faith and Good Counsel Show, where we hope to inspire joy-filled lives through conversations at the crossroad of mental health, wellness, and faith. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for joining me here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. I'm so delighted you're joining me here again. And y'all, I have a return guest. You're going to be so excited because I'm so excited. One of my favorite people in the entire world, Rose Sweet. Hey, Rose, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us here again on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Stacy, I love talking to you. You just put me in a good mood. It's like you're happy to see me and hear me, and it's awesome. It's great. I love being on your show. Thanks. Oh, well, it is legit. And I love that we're saying we're so happy because that, in fact, is what we're going to be talking about today, happiness, joy and happiness and our faith and all good things. And so you've got a new book, a brand new book, one of, I don't even know, how many do you have now, Rose, 12 or so? I've got 12 and more coming out. So Stacy, thanks. I'm very excited about this. It's a beautiful little series. And I, I tried to talk the publisher into exactly what I wanted, and yay, they agreed. Ooh, and and I wanted a little, <laughs> think about this, a little hardcover book mm. that, that's really pretty and special, kind of like a gift book that you can stick in your purse or take to adoration, um, and, and you can give away as gifts. But anyway, and they're beautiful, so it'll be, this, it'll be a set, and this first one is A Catholic Woman's Guide to Happiness. Oh my goodness, and don't we all need it, really, every Every woman needs to get a copy of the Catholic Woman's Guide, a Catholic Woman's Guide to Happiness, the first in the series. I can't wait for the whole series. I'm going to be um, grabbing my copy, and and I hope that you will, too. And we can get that, I'm sure, through rosesweet.com or where else could we grab a copy, Rose? Yeah, when you go to my website, rosesweet.com, go to the store, um, or or you can just bypass that and go to Amazon if you want. Wow. Okay. Excellent. So one of the things that I I love so many things about you, Rose, and and, and you and I share, I I think, a a commensurate heart. Uh, We're just sisters in the vineyard because we Mm. both love theology of the body, and we Mm. both, in our own unique ways, helping people put religion in their relationships. And that is your Rose Sweet, your sweet talking byline, which I just love. I just think it's so perfect for you as you go about ministering to hearts in your speaking, in your retreats, and in your writing, and in your just being that spiritual mother, really, to people who are hurting. But this particular book draws me so deeply because we're all Rose. Aren't we searching all for happiness? So what is it that we will find when we have this little book, A Catholic Woman's Guide to Happiness? What will we see when we open it up? Well, first of all, you'll see a really pretty little cover. On the cover of each book is a beautiful doorway. Mm. Because I realized that in my own search for happiness, I was going through all the wrong doorways. And, you know, Jesus told us He is the way. He also says He is the door or the gate. And I began to think about our search for happiness. If we, go, if we, if we don't go through that doorway, we're going to miss it. Yeah. And not only are we going to miss it, we're going to end up in some pretty bad places, which is what, you know, I, I believe most of your listeners have gone through the wrong doorways. So I say, come with me on an adventure into the interior life, and let's walk through the right doorways. And there, there's so many different doorways kind of in, in the invisible supernatural world, but they're all around us. 
And those are the, some of the themes that I explore in the book. Um, it's light. I, I share stories from my childhood. They're heartwarming, funny, but there's also some depth to it about, you know, where where are we going and how do we get there? How do we find happiness that lasts? Mm. You know, what do we do when our spouse doesn't make us happy, our kids don't make us happy, our boss doesn't make us happy, the person in the car in front of us doesn't make us happy? <laughs> don't, I mean, Stacey, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Okay, so this morning, I assume... You got in the shower and got dressed, and you went to your closet, and you picked something that you thought would make you look good, right? Then you would be happy. Happy, right. Right, <laughs> Which... and then you went in your fridge, and you whatever you picked out to have breakfast, you, you chose that so that you would be happy. Happy. Every little decision we make, what time we leave, what lane we drive in, what we wear, everything that we do is, is to unconsciously we're trying to be, am I happy? Am I happy? Did that make me happy? Right. You know, we're trying to avoid unhappiness all day long. All day long, all lifelong. And we, and I love that you said unconsciously because we, you know, certainly we do say I'm not, I'm, I'm consciously seeking happiness at some level. We do. We hear people say, or they recognize I'm not happy, but I think it's, it's, you're, you're making a point that it's at every single moment of the day, Mostly when we're not thinking about it, we are reaching for things that may or may not be good for us in the effort to try to bring ourselves happiness and satisfaction and joy and peace. I love that you said that because even the person who reaches for the bad thing or who sins, at some level, there's a desire for happiness, a genuine desire for happiness, but they're going the wrong way doing it the wrong way or with the wrong person. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and that's what we learned in Theology of the Body, you and I, that at the root of every disorder it, it is a deep desire for happiness. And it's a good, it's a good, right. God created us for right. joy and peace and happiness. And so I, I wonder, okay, so I'm looking at um, the, the table of contents here, and I'm getting very, very excited because it looks like you're talking about some of my very, very favorite subjects. Of course, feminine genius, and, and of course, mm. happiness, which we've been touching mm. on already. But also, Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross, mm. which you don't or- ordinarily think happiness and Carmelites, I don't know, <laughs> you know, but Holiness and freedom and detachment and attachment and all these things, which I'm that it makes me happy thinking about them. But, but I wonder. You mentioned earlier, and and I see here on the table of contents that you're going to talk with us or share with us in your book, A Catholic Woman's Guide to Happiness, about common wrong turns on the road to happiness. Because here we are, bebopping along, skipping along, thinking this or that thing or that person or this situation or that material object or that success, whatever it is, fill in the blank, is going to make me happy, and then we are bewildered when it does not. So tell us, how do we, how do we get off the path? Well, one of the stories that I, I, I found myself when I sat down to write this book, all of a sudden, my very first experience at Disneyland as a little girl Aww. came out. Aww. And I remember how thrilled I was to go to the happiest place on earth, the Magic Kingdom. And I started thinking about that, and I use, uh, and I won't give away some of the things in the book, but I really go deeper into that journey to Disneyland and some of the symbolism and iconography that we can actually find there. Um, You know, people go to Disneyland to be happy. 
And I remember had I'd gone to Disneyland as a little girl, right, with my parents and everything. But then when I was an adult, the first time I went, I didn't want to sign up for those stupid guided tours. It was like those little girls in the red plaid, tartan plaid skirts and the little flags and everybody like, you know, sheep following around in a group. And I thought, I know my way around here. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't want to be held back by the, you know. <clears throat> but as I was going through the day, I saw those people in the group were getting into rides ahead of, ahead of all the lines. Uh-oh. And they were going into the special little doors and secret places that the public couldn't go into. And I thought, dang, they had paid an extra price and submitted themselves to the authority and leading of an expert. And they got to go to places I didn't get to go. Mm. And then I realized maybe it was kind of stupid to try to figure this out, out on my own. You know, I mean, I had a good time, but they had a better one. And so that made me realize that looking for happiness, and that's what I did in my life, I didn't want a guide. I didn't want the church. I didn't want Jesus. I didn't want anybody telling me what to do. Um, so I went off, and, and I had fun. But I missed the boat and ended up in a bad place. So yeah. So ultimately, really, it wasn't really all that fun <laughs> because no, you ended up unhappy at certain exactly, points. Exactly. And so I, that made me realize, you know, we need to submit, we need to trust and pay the extra price, as it were, to sign up for the guided tour. Because after those people at Disneyland, after they got the little tour part, they had free time. So wow. they also got to go where they wanted afterwards. So... They got the best of both worlds. Amen, amen. And you know, that metaphor of Disneyland, I think, is really going to speak to the heart of so many of my listeners, as well as, as myself. And that was one of the things when I had the opportunity to 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 review the book before it was published, Rose, which thank you so much for that. One of the things that, that I loved about the book, the very metaphor that you used for Disneyland to explain to us in a really reasonable, simple way the beauty and the gift of submitting to proper order, you yeah. know, and the, and the authority there, and that it's a good and loving decision for ourselves and for others to do so. And you explain that so well in the book. But it's also, as people are listening to your to you speak, it is in your voice. It is not written in this sort of heady intellectual way. It is literally <laughs> like you are holding Rose's hand, skipping along <laughs> in Disneyland as her guest, as her friend. And oh, that's, I, lo- yeah, I love that you said that. Thank you. It's really true, and I, that, I just, it just, it brought me joy just reading it. So I wanted, I did want to share that with my listeners. So if nothing else, you have to go on, go on that magic ride <laughs> with Rose well, through Disneyland. Thank you. Well, you know what? I, I'm like you, Stacy. I've gone deep into the heady theological truths of theology of the body. I, you know, I read Scott Hahn. I, you know, I read, yes. read Cardinal Ratzinger. Yes. You know, we know all that deep, heavy, beautiful stuff, but there also has to be a way to digest that or be introduced to that. Um, I call myself sometimes, I'm the kindergarten teacher. Oh, I, I I still had to go to college and read all those big fat books, but then I come back and learn how to digest the beauty and the truth of the of the teachings of the church yes. uh, in a way that everybody can understand yes. and and actually get excited about. Yes, and I think that is such a gift that you have, Rose. That that I have holy envy of. Is that a thing? Because <laughs> yeah, I love that. 
because I mean it, and, and I'm, I'm joking, of course, but it is a gift because my brain lives in that sort of heady place. And, mm-hmm. and I would really love to be more like Rose. I would like to be skipping along and have all of that embodied and just be able to give it away. It reminds me a lot, um, as I'm sort of thinking through this in my heady head here, but of St. Therese and in her garden and smelling the mm-hmm. flowers and so forth, that the Lord had infused her with himself, with this mm-hmm. knowledge and wisdom, and the, just the Holy Spirit was so deeply within St. Therese of Lisieux, and yet she was so... So brilliant and so simple. And she's a doctor of the church. So maybe that's what you've got coming up, Rose. <laughs> no, no, no. I do not. I, that, that's a big title to live up to, you know. Oh, gosh. Stacy, you're too complimentary. I think you're the same as I am. Wow. Well, you know, thank you. You're I, fun. You're joyful. You're, I love hanging out with you. Oh, I think I, I, I am joyful and I am pleased to be a beloved daughter of the Most High God, ever more learning who I am. And that's my friends, my Faith and Good Counsel listeners, what you're going to learn more of as you, I hope you will, uh, get a copy of Rose Sweet's newest work, A Catholic Woman's Guide to Happiness. We all need this little book slipped in our purse as we head off into our day. Do stick with us. We're going to take a little break. And after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk more with Rose Sweet about her brand new book. Y'all stay tuned. Welcome back, y'all. I'm so delighted that we have with us today our return guest, Rose Sweet. Rose, it's always a party when you're here with us on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Thanks so much for for being with us. Well, I love being on your show. Thanks, Stacey. You bring me so, so much joy, Rose, and I have to say thank you for saying that you see joy in me. It was a little bit of a surprise, I would say, when you said that, although people do tell me that they see a lot of joy in me, what maybe sometimes people don't see is that sometimes I'm not feeling so joyful because I feel like I feel this very intense responsibility because God has given me a gift to minister to the hearts of people who are in so much pain, and I myself am in pain, and that is that is a great gift, but it's also a burden, and sometimes that can be a conflict within my own soul, and maybe that's a conflict, too, for others who are listening who who have this, this joy, but also these burdens, these crosses that they carry. I wonder what you would say about that. That's a really good um, point, and I think everybody needs to hear this. Um, that you can be carrying a very heavy burden and still have moments or feelings of happiness or joy. That we're not either a happy person or a depressed person. We can be both at the same time. Um, and I know um, your temperament is that you you are very passionate about what you do and you care so deeply about people and their eternal salvation and their and their and their happiness, you know. My natural temperament is like I care but for like five minutes and then I'm <laughs> off to Disneyland. You know? <laughs> and it, well, one day we'll have to do a show on temperament. Oh yes. I, but, I can't so, wait. Yes. So sometimes you have to learn to come out of the deep dark depths and I need to come down out of the clouds. <laughs> but those but both of us those are our gifts from God and Amen. the reality is here, here's an example I think of. You know, one day I was really sick and tired and worried about money and depressed, and my niece came over and brought in her newborn baby. Oh. And all mm. of a sudden my heart was lifted, and 
I was so joyful, and I was making goo-goo noises and tickling. I was smiling. I was happy. I was so filled with joy and happiness, but I was still depressed about money at the same time. Right. That makes so much sense. So we, right, that stuff doesn't go away. We just put it in another, we put it on another shelf. We deal with it later, or we 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 lead. We can lead with the happy part of ourselves. Amen. Amen. Right. I love that you're talking about, um, in essence, in that very simple Disneyland substantive kind of way about mm-hmm. the fact that we are body soul composites that we're not split that we're never just one thing or another thing we're all these things at one time right 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 and it's grace that holds us all together and mm-hmm. integrates it all together mm-hmm. and sometimes for some of us it's going to take a whole life for that integration it's it's ongoing Oh, for me too. And it is a pilgrimage. And I use, I've kind of diverted from the word journey to the word pilgrimage because pilgrimage seems like we're going into the heart of the Father. Journey could just be we're hanging out in the Caribbean. To me, in my mind. (laughs) You know what? Now I'm going to be wholly envy of you. I'm going to change my language. I'm going to say, ah, hi, y'all. We're not going on a journey, y'all. We're going on a pilgrimage, y'all. Get on in the bus. (laughs) Exactly. No, Um, I love pilgrimages. And you know what I love? um, That that you and I both have such a love of John Paul II and Theology Mm. of the Body, which has both been, I think, so healing for us both. And hearing you speak today so beautifully about this pilgrimage, if you will, towards happiness— that in itself, just knowing that there is a way, it is a way through through joy and peace, but it's also, it, it, we have that suffering that we can offer redemptively. Nonetheless, all of it culminates, Rose, in a growth in holiness and in freedom. And in freedom. And these are things that you talk about in your new book, A Catholic Woman's Guide to Happiness. I wonder, can you talk to us a little bit about how we get to that place of freedom when we feel maybe so much bondage? Well, basically it is we have to stop, as we were talking about earlier, stop leading our lives with our emotions. That was one of my big problems. I was very reactive to things. Mm. And uh, if if my emotions were very happy, I was happy. But if they were, you know, down, I was down. And it's like, wait a minute. I And I got a good spiritual director, and I, I began to read the doctors of the church and the, you know, the beautiful truths that we have. And I realize I have to lead my life with my intellect. Mm, yes. When I come to these doorways on our pilgrimage, on our adventure into the interior, I have to use my intellect to choose which doors to go through, not my emotions. Oh, that's a pretty door. Let's go through that one. <laughs> no, no, no. I have to go, wait a minute. There's horrible sounds coming out of that door, you know? So, yeah. um, so we have to lead with, what do we know? We know God is good. We know God loves us. We know He has given us the church. We know He has given us Himself in the sacraments. We know grace is real. We know the cross is inevitable. We know we're going to suffer, and we know we're going to die. So these are the things that we, we go in our intellect and go back to what we know, what we believe, and that's how we lead ourselves on the pilgrimage. Wow. Embedded within that, implicit within what you're saying, there's going to be some level of detachment, some level of something that is that is really attractive to us that we think is making us happy that we don't even realize how attached we are to it. Whatever it is, maybe it's a person, maybe it's mm-hmm. a substance, maybe it's a, a job, I don't know, fill in the mm-hmm. blank. 
you know, and we're blinded to the fact that that very detachment is at least in part causing to some degree our our unhappiness. We've walked through the door that we didn't realize the unhappy and nasty voices were coming from, you know, what do you do then? What do you do then? You open up your eyes, you call out to the Lord and you get the heck out of there. You know, yeah. and, that, and that's what grace does. It makes us open our eyes and turn around and our feet move in the other direction. But we have to, most people won't do that until they feel enough pain. Right. You know? and that is the truth. That right? is the So truth. you talked about holy envy. And in the book, I bring up uh, what St. Ignatius of Loyola called holy indifference. Oh, yes. Tell there's us about the, that. I love holy the, indifference. <laughs> There's the detachment. In other words, you love your spouse, you love your kids, you love the world, you love chocolate cake, you love all those things, and those are great goods. Some are greater goods. I mean, your husband should be more than the cake, obviously. Obviously. But if all of that is stripped away, you do not lose your sense of who you are, your happiness, your joy, your hope for the future, and your love for God. And Mm -hmm. those are the most important things. So Mm -hmm. that when you do love other things, there's a holy indifference about it. You don't Mm -hmm. care. It's not that you don't care. You care. But you don't care to the point where you go into panic mode, depression, anger and rage, or whatever else, because it's going away or you might lose it. Right. That's exactly right. Which only leads you to more misery. You know, if you do res- do respond that way, and sometimes people learn that way too. <laughs> you know, they've right. exhausted every emotion and then realize what's truly, truly important. I, I love, um, but I was teasing earlier about Saint Therese and Saint John of the Cross and and happiness and sort of comparing that because they actually do make me very happy. I'm very Carmelite in my spirituality, and I love that so many of the Carmelite saints specifically. And follow this, um, or give expression to, I should say, this holy indifference that you're speaking about that we first learn of? Or may, I'm not sure if it, you did mention St. Ignatius of Loyola. I'm not sure historically who uh, may have coined that term, but they, these particular saints, St. Therese of Lisieux, St. John of the Cross, St. Therese of Lisieux, Edith Stein, mm-hmm. even St. Faustina, some of the others uh, that would not necessarily be um, uh, Carmelite, show the way in their mm-hmm. example, in their mm-hmm. lives, of mm-hmm. what holy indifference is. And that's been instructive to me. Okay, Stacy, they are the guides in Disneyland. They Get are out. the guides. Come on. With the little, they're with the, they have the little red flags, and they're leading the way. And they show us the right way to the magic kingdom. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I know. love it. It's kind of okay. I'm I'm having a um a sanguine moment. Is that the one? <laughs> yes, because you I'm, are. I'm thinking of myself when I was four years old in Disneyland mm. in Anaheim, oh. and just happy, 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 and just uh-huh. yeah, and just kind of thinking about and imagining the guides that you just mentioned, and I'm really enjoying that little image. That that would be sort of an Ignatian kind of a prayer, really. You know what? Think- it is. It can be very prayerful. So you know what? You get your little self out here to California, and we'll go to Disneyland together. <laughs> I have I'm my serious. purse. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. Awesome. Is there anything else, Rose, that you would like us to know about your brand new book, A Catholic Woman's Guide to Happiness? The first in a series, which I can't wait for all of them, or any of your other 12 or or plus books, your speaking ministry, your retreat ministry, all that you are and that you do. Wow, what a question. I guess I would say I have been there. Uh, I understand 
I did all the wrong things, and I discovered the deep and beautiful love of Jesus Christ and the beauty of our Mother Church and and the reason behind all the rules that we have, they're to keep us safe and happy. And I I can't just keep it inside myself. Like you, Stacey, you're on the radio, I'm on the road. And we're out there like, come on, you guys, let's go to Disneyland. Oh, I'm ready. I am ready to go to Disneyland. Oh, Rose, it is such a pleasure to have you with us. I know that you're going to come back and we're going to talk about another one of the subjects that the way that I see you um, is an expert in this particular area of broken relationships, Mm -hmm. broken marriages, Mm -hmm. broken family. And so I would love to have you come back. And I know that you've agreed to come back and talk with me about that subject. It's one that we have not yet addressed on our show. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for that ministry, too, because there is so much brokenness within the area of divorce when when families break apart. So I thank you for that. The other thing that I want to mention and just remind my listeners of is that you were previously on the Faith and Good Counsel show with a really awesome episode that Rose is still highly downloaded to this day. Really? Yes. I'm highly downloaded? I love that. For real. You're very popular <laughs> in the Faith and Good Counsel show here at StacyGalindo.com. But it's called From Revolution and Free Love, and that's in air quotes, to the sunshine of his love with Rose Sweet. And wow. In, yes. Dippy, dippy man. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> So in that it's episode, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's just to remind our listeners, and if you haven't listened to this episode, you really need to because we may have sung some, you know, "Sunshine of Your Love" and whatever. I don't even know, but we we had a good time. But we were talking about some really hard topics, and that was a day, Rose, when you shared some of what you alluded to today of some of the wrong, quote unquote, wrong decisions, the areas of pain the woundedness in your heart. That was a day that you were really raw. And so I also want to thank you for that because that Mm. podcast still ministers to souls Mm. today. Mm. So so thank God. Thank thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So how can we get in touch with you and how can we get a copy of A Woman Catholic Woman's Guide to Happiness? You can go to my website, rosesweet.com slash store where my books are on my website, or you can simply just go to Amazon, and there it, there they, there everything will be there. There with her little cute countenance, y'all. You've got to get a copy. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending time with us here today on the Faith and Good Counsel Show, Rose Sweet. Thank you, dear friend. Talk to you soon. All right. God bless you. And until we are together again, friends, Pax Christi, y'all. I'll see you next time here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now.